Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host around these parts. So glad that you've decided to spend some time with us. I know that you've had a busy week as you're heading into this weekend at your church, and we're just honored that you would take some time out now. Pop us in your earbuds. And Lord, we just we pray that it'll be an encouraging time uh, for you as we uh, listen in today. Today, it's our privilege, our honor, really, to have Jim Porto with us today from Destination Church. If you don't know Destination Church, you really should get a chance uh, to get to know them. Church only was started in 2011. It's fast-growing church. Last year, um, they grew, I believe, by 34%, which is incredible. Coming in, you know, at about 1,600 you know, folks or so. There are three campuses, about to be four. Uh, Jim, he's the, you know, is an executive coach is a part of kind of the John Maxwell team. He's a great guy, also a campus pastor. He does it all. Uh, Jim, we're so <laughs> glad uh, that you're with us on the show today. Why don't you tell us about your role there at Destination Church? Hey, Rich, thanks so much for letting me be here today. And I got to tell you, you guys are doing a phenomenal work there, um, the way you're you're just encouraging and lifting up uh, the body and helping uh, pastors oh, get a little you. better and honing their skills. So it really matters. Thanks uh, a lot. I appreciate it. Oh, I really appreciate that, Jim. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, bud. Well, you know, uh, I started as a volunteer at Destination Church. Mm-hmm. So I came in one day day and uh, I wasn't looking for a position. I was looking for a place to worship and I walked in and uh, and just fell in love with the vision of the church. And they were talking about uh, Pastor Brian, our lead pastor, said, just to summarize it, he said this. He said, he said we're never going to be a cruise ship. We're going to be a fishing vessel. Oh, and nice. uh, he said, as people come in here, I just want you to know that it's going to stink because fishing boats stink. And <laughs> everybody on a fishing boat works. Right. Um, and uh, it's not, it's, although it may be entertaining at times, it's not about entertaining. And I've been mm-hmm. a pastor for, I've been a pastor for a long time and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and said, man, I can just resound with this. And so I started volunteering by setting up in the kids uh, ministry because um, we're a portable church in mm-hmm. all of our campuses. And, and, uh, and I don't know anything about all that stuff, but mm-hmm. they took me in and I did that. And next thing you know, we just begin to work together. And mm-hmm. with my gra- background in leadership development as part of John Maxwell's team and mm-hmm. stuff like that, just met, started talking. Mm-hmm. He said, can you come in and consult? Started doing some stuff, just helping them. Then came on part time, and the next thing you know, I was it was like the Borg. I was assimilated mm. <laughs> into the place, and uh, I, I got to tell you, it's been the most phenomenal. And, and I'm I'm coming up on my 28th year of, of ministry, full time mm. ministry. Mm-hmm. It has been the most phenomenal place, culture wise, respect wise, powerful to be mm. a part of this church and this mm. staff. And uh, we have a very young staff, and so I'm the old guy on staff, by the nice. way. Yes. And uh, and uh, but it's just been a powerful thing. So I came in kind of as a consultant. Now as the executive pastor, um, I have some typical executive pastor roles, which is mm-hmm. I oversee our organization, making sure we're staying in the lanes between the vision and the values. Um, mm-hmm. I'm part of the executive team, so we are kind of the inner circle for Brian, and mm-hmm. and uh, so he can sound off things and have a safe place to to test stuff and talk about things. And mm-hmm. um, I'm responsible for our staff and hiring and things like that. But uh, but one of my key roles is how we develop our leadership culture, and that means how our folks are on a path or a process of becoming better leaders, so we can um, actually lead the people that God brings us. Mm. And uh, so that takes up quite a bit of uh, of what I get to do there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and in the organization, you know, we're a strange church in a lot of ways, and that is that. Um, and I won't even go into that. Because, right, right. Uh, we're being recorded, but but we're probably one of the few churches, if not the only church, um, in the United States that owns the it's on movie theater, mm. and uh, we actually show regular movies there. Oh my um, goodness! You know, no, not all the real bad ones, but right. but but uh, but nevertheless, we show movies there as an outreach to the community, and we've seen scores of families come through our movie theater. So I oversee mm-hmm. that as well. 
Wow. So now do you, in the movie theater you own, do you then set up Teardown on Sunday? We do. So even though we own the movie theater, we're still a portable church. So on Sunday, we do, uh, this is our Crossings campus, we have a 9 o'clock, an 11 o'clock, and then a 5 p.m. service there. Mm -hmm. So we've negotiated, well, we have a, a connection, you know. So we negotiated to have the movies a little bit later. The movies yep. don't start till about 7 there. Mm -hmm. So we're able to do our mornings um, and then our evening service, but it's all set up and tear down, full band, children, everything. It's, it's, it's a lot of work, but we've pretty much knocked the system out. It, it, it happens now all right so now this isn't what we were going to talk about but i just right. help me understand that for a second that seems like the worst of both worlds you're owning a building and then you're also setting up give me the heart behind that why own a movie theater well, part of it started is that we said, well, we're already in church. We're, we're already a church in a movie theater. And, yes. you know, um, Regal, there's probably some guys listening that are part of the movie uh, yes. theater churches. Totally. And so Regal does a great job working with them. And I have nothing bad to say about Regal whatsoever. Right. We have amazing relationships there. Yep. And uh, so we thought about it. And, you know, our church is, um, in the last four and a half years, we've seen over 18 pe 1,800 people accept Christ. Wow. We're extremely That's evangelical amazing. in our outreach, although we are focused on discipleship in our small groups. Yep. And so we uh, actually it was Brian and one of our other campus pastors were having coffee one day and they said, you know, how come why couldn't we just start our own movie theater one day? I mean, we're in there and then the movie theater would pay for the church. And so right. you wouldn't have to worry about anything and, and we could reach the community. And so it just was a dream. And one day the local movie theater it was a dollar theater went out of business. Yep. Um, I think that the only people attending or going to that were rats and spiders at that point. Oh, and, uh, and we went in there. It was dilapidated. It was torn down. But we were able to negotiate. We spent about $300,000 going in there, renovating it, bringing yep. it up to modern standards, um, and opened it as a um, as a $5 movie theater. So, mm -hmm. you know, the regular movie theater is about $14, $13. Yep. And, and we just, we said, well, how can we help a family out to be a yeah. part of this? It's family Pretty entertainment. Cool. And so that's what happened. We started in that arena. The, the Actually, the movie studios made us go up to $750. Oh my but we still kept it down. And, and really what you see is this community um, of people that come in and go, wait, what's going on here? And uh, this is a church. That's the weirdest thing I ever heard. But, mm -hmm. you know, Rich, let me be clear about this. Mm -hmm. You know, we're there's nothing wrong with, with uh, I want to be clear, there's nothing wrong with a lateral growth. And what I mean by that is mm -hmm. someone uh, goes from another one church to another church because mm -hmm. they have more fidelity to the vision of the new church or whatever. I, no problem with that. But our focus 100% is is on reaching people that are that are unchurched. Our, you know, our mission is to mm -hmm. start churches who can help people find their destination in Christ. And so mm -hmm. we're pushing that, and it's just part of our vision. It mm -hmm. is strange. It is weird. We've had <laughs> pastors go, "What are you folks exactly. doing?" Exactly. But that's who we are. Absolutely. Well, I hope, you know, even just in this little bit of beginning, you know why, you've already heard why you should be listening into Destination Church. This is an innovative church that's doing some really cool stuff. You're going to want to learn about it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your journey. The thing that's fascinating to me, you know, you showed up just as a guy, and I say that in air quotes, just as a guy who was showing up. You start out helping out, um, you know, event, the, somehow go from a guy helping set up in kids ministry to being a consultant with the church, eventually the executive pastor. You've kind of seen the entire spectrum there of leadership. Mm -hmm. It seems like you were kind of exerting amount of influence, but you, they didn't give you a title. How does that work out? And it seems like that may be an area that you've got some passion for. Let's talk about that. 
Well, I, I truly do. And, and, and let me be clear, when I, when I got involved in serving at the church, mm-hmm. my focus and heart was just to serve the church. Yes. You know, I wanted to be a part of the vision. I had fidelity with it. I said, I can, I can be a part of this. And so I started serving. But, you know, you know, God calls people, he calls us for influence. That's why we're called salt and light, mm-hmm. right? Salt influences, light influences. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily change it. It influences it. And so, you know, so as I got to be a part of that, the gifts that God has given me, I guess, begin to be evident. And in fact, all of us know that if you go into a room and uh, you look around a room of a bunch of people at a party or a gathering, you can, if you just pan the room, you'll eventually begin to see those people who begin to emerge with Mm -hmm. leadership giftings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now you can learn those things, but there are some people that have that. And I think that God just has blessed me in an area of navigation Mm -hmm. and leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't get me wrong. I I spend uh, every morning, I'm up at about five, five 30. I'm reading Mm -hmm. something about leadership. I want to be the best I can be. So Mm -hmm. I do what I can, but in coming in, to that place in serving, um, I went and met with with Brian. I made an appointment, and I just said, "Hey, I want to introduce myself. Uh, I won't do it in this podcast, but mm-hmm. but you know, I had burnt out in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, I was tired of yeah. being." what ministry or what people expected ministry to be. I just couldn't live up to folks and uh, and it quit for a little while. And so this was a time of respite for me. And mm-hmm. I remember telling Brian, I have no desire to be a pastor. <laughs> I don't want to, I am not, I don't want to preach. I just, I just want to help you guys. Right. And so with that aspect, he said, well, come on in and start talking. And I had no title, nothing like that. I just walked in. But you know, um, people all the times will say, hey, Jim, how do you value people? And one of the things I'll say is if you value people, they will know they're valuable. He said, how do you love people? If you love people, they will know you're, they're loved. Mm. And, and I guess that in what I was doing and how I was ministering um, there and, and just serving, it began to show and, 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 and the influence began to happen. And, and mm. you know, so folks began to ask me questions or, or people would, would solicit information. And, and Brian is a smart guy. Um, just a, a, and what I mean by that, not by choosing me. He just has a, a sense of faith and discernment mm. about him. He, mm-hmm. he chooses well. He looks well. And, uh, and one day, Brian just grabbed me and he said, you know, can you help us out a little bit? Mm-hmm. And so it moves into the area of what's really important for me, and that is that, you know, a lot of times folks are waiting to do to, to get a position or a title mm-hmm. before they actually do something. You mm-hmm. know, if I had this, I could do that. Right. And, um, you know, it's funny. Jesus changed the world, and and, uh, and and the only people that gave him a title were, well, you know, was was God, really. You know, mm-hmm. this is my son, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, but but he didn't, he didn't lead from a title title or anything mm. like that. So it was mm-hmm. important that as I started doing things, I just did it from influence. Uh, if you add value to people and help them follow and discover their dream, um, they will follow and be a part of what you're doing. Now, how are you kind of implementing that? I'm assuming that's, you know, when you think about your team, you're hoping people will lead like that, right? That we're, you know, it's not about titles. Not It's not necessarily about just this is where the box is on the chart. Um, how are you helping kind of, you know, cultivating that in your church? Yeah, well, one of the things is that we've had to bring a culture change of understanding mm. what leadership is. Okay. And, and so in, in going into starting with our staff of talking about, hey, guys, let's not just delegate tasks. Let's not delegate, um, as it were, a position or a title. In fact, let's hold those for a mm-hmm. minute. In fact, here's a funny part. If you look at our business cards of every staff member at Destination, they don't have our title on it. Mm-hmm. It just says Jim Porto Destination Church. And that's because next week I might be doing children. You never know. <laughs> All right. Right, right. But, but, but the truth is, is that we had to establish a culture within our staff that understands this. You don't lead by your title. You lead 
lead by your influence, mm. as you build relationship, as you help people discover their value and their dream. And so as we begin to bring that and, and our staff begin to grab that vision, that made a difference. And then you have to, you know, you can't stop there. You have to begin to move it through, for lack of a better word, the rank and file of people, mm. um, which is kind of contradictory to leading by influence, but people <laughs> think as in hierarchy. And so we begin to establish among our, our dream team members um, of that it's not about your position. Um, you may, I, I, you know, this is a person that's seeing this area right now, but but we want you as a team to contribute. This isn't delegating tasks. This isn't us telling everybody what to do. You have a voice. If you came in here two weeks ago as a cafe member, we want you to be able to share insight you've had just after two weeks of being with us because we don't know it all. We don't see it all, um, but together we sure see a heck of a lot more. And so we've had to establish a culture of understanding that we lead by influence, not by title. Interesting. Now, how can you, have there been any times where that's been kind of maybe bumped up against, hey, this hasn't worked very well, or there's been some tension in that? Give me a story of that. Or has it all been just rainbows and unicorns? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One day we just snapped our fingers and everybody was like, let's play the influence game. Um, no, we ran out of that Kool-Aid a long time ago. Right. Um, basically, what happens is we've run into a couple a couple. Uh, minds of thought that came in there. One is that if you've, we had people that had come to our church who had been in previous churches and they had an expectation of, of pastoral leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever church you're in today, if it works for you, it works. For us, we just had a different view of pastors and our leadership. We see mm-hmm. the pastoral ministry as what Ephesians 4.11 says, that's equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a lot of people, especially in the South, you will find out come to is they expect their pastor to be the answer the the person who prays so and preaches and does everything like that right. and uh, and we just don't have the ability to do that mm-hmm. how many mm-hmm. people can i touch right. and so and so we had people come up and even after we explained to them hey we want to empower you to be what jesus has helped you to be we want to empower you to touch lives you know god wants to use you mm. to pray for people to mm-hmm. minister to people to mm-hmm. give counsel and disciple, they would say, yeah, but you're the pastor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and you say, yes, I am. Thank you for that honor. But you are the church. Mm-hmm. You're the church. Mm-hmm. And so it's taken some, but I got to tell you, you know, if you stay true mm-hmm. um, to your vision, mm-hmm. you, you know, vision leaks. So you have to keep reiterating it. Um, every you know month, every few days, uh, you got to talk about it. You got to mm-hmm. represent it. You've got to demonstrate it. That mm-hmm. means when we had to do stuff, we couldn't just be telling people what to do. We had to solicit information. Mm-hmm. You say, "Well, you're a consensus leader." No, by no means. We're team leadership. Mm-hmm. We just don't believe we know it all. Right. So as these people resisted, and let me be clear about this too, Rich. We yep. had a couple staff members that struggled with it mm. because they came from a traditional background of saying, "I'm supposed to be the answer." Right. And you know what? Once they grabbed this, this is cool. Once they were able to grab grab the fact that they didn't have to be the answer, that they didn't have to know all the questions, that they didn't have to meet everyone's needs, but that they could build a team and equip people to do what the Bible and New Testament talks about doing, they went from being exhausted to excited. Absolutely. Now, how much of, you know, would you say this kind of team approach that you're articulating here, how much of it, you know, do you believe that might be a part of what God is using to help grow your church? Because the part of when I hear you talking, a, a part of what I think some church leaders miss is they want to be the answer to everything. So they become a bottleneck. I know I can do that. I, yeah. 
I, I kind of subtly force everything to come through me and not empower people. And so that will actually slow down the growth of our church. Tell me about, you know, how you feel like this kind of team approach, how that relates to the growth you're seeing at Destination. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things when we're bringing leadership in or before we hire someone is we're talking to them about who they are. Right. We want to make sure that they understand that they've been fearfully and wonderfully created in the image of the Lord and that they do adds more value to them you see and i think that's important rich because a lot of in the society we live in and and where we live in today a lot of times people equate their value on their ability to do something on their successes based on what other people around them and we want you to know that no matter who you are god you may not be a 10 at everything but you're a 10 somewhere and so we're going to find the place that you could be a 10 at we're going to find the place where you can serve and thrive in what god has for you now we're not we're not unrealistic in it so so you know the bible says that god God puts some over five or 10, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, but a hundred or a thousand. God equips people for different ways, and we have to be wise about that. Right. But the first thing we want people to know is that that it's, it's not um, what you do that's going to make you any better or any worse. You're mm-hmm. good just like you are. The second thing that we try to do with people is let them understand this, mm-hmm. is this, is that together we are better. And if you can release that and understand that together we are better. Now, you got to say it a lot right. because here's, here's what we, we think. I am better, and I'm going to help them be better. Right. Gosh, I know so that true. when I listen to you, if I jump on your podcast and listen to one of your podcasts, um, um, I, I'm going to pick something up in there that's going to make me better at what I do. Mm-hmm. It's going to give me a different view of it. So, right. so to, to go back to your original question yeah. in that is, that is this, is that we have to really create this culture, and we've been struggling with it. It's, it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not, it's a tension, okay, yes. of, of saying, hey, you know what, I might do it better, but it doesn't mean it's always the right way. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to model what Jesus did. Jesus constantly, what the first thing that Jesus did? Jesus went out and his mom made him do a miracle. So we'll get over that for a minute. <laughs> Jesus had his own parent problems. Yes. <laughs> All right. But but the first thing he did was he set the team. Mm. He went out and he chose a disciple. Mm-hmm. He did that. When you watch him do ministry and miracles, you watch him use the team. Mm-hmm. You talk, you see mm-hmm. his so demonstration true. of what he did was powerful. He did the, the loaves and the fishes. He said, what do we have? They gave them information. He made yes. decisions. He brought them decisions. And they distributed baskets. Then they collected baskets. And what we get out of that is this, is when you use team, you get more in return. Mm, so true. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's, it's been a challenge to do that. But when we bring people up there, we just say, hey, it's, it's a team, and we evaluate it. One of our five values, it takes teamwork to make the dream work. Mm-hmm. So when we're sitting and looking at someone's successful or not, we're saying, um, how's your team? And it's mm-hmm. in two places. And then, then we can move on. Uh, yeah. Sorry to take up your time. No, no, Number great. one, the first place is, 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 are you building it numerically? Okay, and that's important. But numbers don't tell the the whole story. Sometimes mm-hmm. what we do is we we build a team, but it's just me telling a bunch of people what to do. Right. So we build numerically. So is it growing? That number two, are they empowered to lead? Which right. means can they make a decision where they are? And a lot of pastors today, and I was there for many many years. We, we're afraid to give people the uh, the ability to make decisions and to lead. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at my team about eight months ago and saying, let me ask you a question. Give me something you'll do on a Sunday that'll totally screw up the Sunday. Just name <laughs> something. What could you do? What what could you do? You know, right. it, there's nothing you can do. Right. 
you're not going to mess it up. And if it's a bad decision, we'll talk about it Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And there's but, always next weekend. <laughs> oh, it, it really is, you know. And, and if Jesus comes back, none of us will care about it. Yes, so, right, exactly. So, you know, it's 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 fine. So this this serenity fact that people need to make decisions. The more they make decisions, the better they'll get at it. Mm-hmm. The better they get at it, the wider we can increase our influence, and the more people we can reach for Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Fan- fantastic. Anything else you want to share before we move on into the next uh, next part of the show? You know, you may be listening today and going, well, Jim, thanks. That works for you. And, and, and I appreciate that. Um, I say that all the time. Every time I go to Catalyst or, or go to one of my friend's conferences or something like that, I'll think that. But, yeah. but here's the truth. You, you don't know till you try. It right. won't happen overnight. But I want to encourage anybody listening, be willing to share the power that God has entrusted in you. Mm. You can do that. And you can and look, find faithful people. Don't just throw it away. Mm-hmm. But when you just extend that ability for people to lead, I promise you, I promise you, the return will come back like you can't imagine. It's a powerful, powerful concept being able to help people be authentic leaders in that arena. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round. That's the part of the show where we ask similar questions of everybody that's been on the show today. We're super honored to have Jim Porto with us from Destination Church. It's been a great conversation so far. Uh, Thanks so much for being here today, Jim. Jim, what's an online resource that you're using these days uh, that's kind of helping you in your ministry? Wow, we use a lot, and and man, I wish my team was there with me because those those folks are are crazy about right. stuff. But you know, we use um we just started using Google Docs. Now we've used um, Evernote for a, a while, um, yeah. and you know, there's a premium area of Evernote that helps you in collaboration and things mm-hmm. like that. But recently, as a nonprofit, Google Docs has doing some good stuff. So we've been working on that a little bit. So we between Evernote and Google Docs. We're testing it right now to move over. One of the second things we started using that goes in with our accounting software is a, is a software called Concur. Mm-hmm. And uh, Concur is a great software. I don't know if you heard of it, but um, yes. it's an app, and we're able to do um, cross-the-board budget approvals and things like that in our, in our department and stuff like that. And it's really helped us because we were chasing each other down, trying to get signatures. So if I spent something in music type thing, you know, to bring accountability. So yeah. Concur is helpful us. One of the greatest online resources we use is PCO or um, Planning Center on for sure. Online. I'm sure a ton of people use that. Yeah. Um, and the last one I would bring up, we uh, we have um, we don't have meetings to have meetings. In fact, I'm buying T-shirts for everybody that says, um, "I just, just survived a meeting that could be in an email." But um, <laughs> but one of the things we're using is something called freeconferencing.com. Yep. And uh, we're able to do these online calls. with I do it with up to 100 volunteers at a time. And it's recorded. They can go back and listen to it. And that's sometimes we have meetings that way. In fact, um, my staff meetings, as far as with volunteers on my campus, we do it once a month like that. So it's very helpful. Very cool. Um, what's a book that you've read in the last, I don't know, six months to a year that's, that's had an impact or shaping your thinking? Wow, that those are there's two books in the last couple months that are making a huge impact on me. Um, one of them is called Battlefield of the Mind by mm-hmm. Joyce, Joyce Myers. I've read it a couple times before, but it really is bringing me back to the area of, of how we think. Um, really will determine what we do, and what we do will determine our destiny, so to speak. Now, mm. I know God is the author of what we do, but you know, our choice and how we make. So I've been really thinking about how I think and, mm. and focusing on making sure I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the right things towards people, towards mm. myself, mm-hmm. and making a difference there. Um, I, I'm also a certified behavioral specialist with mm. Dr. Roman Personality Profiles, and he has a book out called... Um, 
called uh, Positive Personality Profile. Mm -hmm. And Rich, I'm telling you, as a leader, if you can if you can understand your people, and what I mean by that is that stuff we don't understand is the gap. They're mm -hmm. late to a meeting. Why are they late? And we will always fill the gap in with something. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that are wired a certain way, mm -hmm. and if we can understand how they're wired, it makes us better at how we give them tasks or what our mm -hmm. expectations are mm -hmm. and what we can do. It just makes us, you know, we become Collins, getting them in the right place on the right bus, doing the right thing. Right, right. Nice, very cool. What's another ministry you're looking to? You know, that's kind of inspiring you, is helping you. You know, think through. You know, what the ministry will look like in the future for you at Destination. We, we definitely look at other uh, in our area. We um, we I wrote in other churches, but there's a particular church we've connected with called New Spring Church in mm -hmm. South Carolina with Perry Noble and his mm -hmm. staff there, and uh, Shane Duffy, friend of mine. And, we get to talk a little bit, and 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 their resources. They have a network. They share with us. They encourage us. We've been to their double conference and things like that. So they've done a, a tremendous amount of encouragement towards us. We're similar in styles and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, although they they have two or three more people than me. <laughs> and, um, exactly. and, and then no, um, I, I I do a lot of work with Don Maxwell. Um, right. I, I appreciate his spirit of his service of the Lord and um, and his consistency and leadership. He's, mm -hmm. uh, we're about to take our staff a book with him called Intentional Living. In fact, no one has it yet. It comes mm -hmm. out October 6th, but I was able to get it because I'm part of a coach for him. And yep. we're going to go through that because uh, those two things, one is more of a culture, New Springs, more of a culture of how we minister, mm -hmm. and uh, Maxwell's leadership teaching is, is part of what we use when it comes to how we develop and raise our leadership lids. Cool. So those are two areas. Great. If you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive, and that's, that's hard. That's hard to narrow down. Uh, who would you want to get with that and why? Wow. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a tough question, really, because there's so many different ones. But, yep. you know, as I think about it, um, I thought of, of George W. Bush. Okay. Now, yeah. Before you crack up a little bit and nah, start thinking about what my strategery was. Yes, yeah, um, <laughs> um, I don't know him, obviously. Right. I only know what I have um, and I read his book, mm -hmm. but but I guess for me is is I watched uh, this man go through a really difficult time in our in our country, and uh, and 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 I've seen him afterwards. And what I've seen, I don't know at all. It appears this appears to be a person who is at peace with his decisions. Mm. Um, and I don't know about you, Rich, but yeah, I don't know how many nights you've been awake where you've looked and you said, man. I wonder if I did the right thing mm. and it's bothered me for a minute or a little longer. And I, I just, I'd like to talk to him and say, hey, tell me about 9-11. Tell me about afterwards. You you know, a lot of people say you're a problem here, but I haven't heard you really attack back. Yeah. How did you find that perspective in that? You know, um, that, I think that would be a cool, that would be a cool interview for you. And I'd yeah, that's that. very cool. That is very cool. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. If you uh, were going to kick back, obviously you're leading in a you know in a great church, growing church, and you're you're looking to just have a little bit of fun. Uh, what would you do? Uh, you know, just to kind of relax a little bit. <laughs> I have a 2003 anniversary edition Fat Boy Harley Davidson. Nice. And, uh, and I, my wife and I love going out on the bike. I was thinking about going out today, but it's a little rainy here uh, in Virginia. And yeah, so I might just go out and sit next to it and talk to it for a minute. But. Uh, <laughs> I love doing that, and, uh, and I've had the privilege for the last 14 years being a basketball official, and I was NCAA for about eight years, and oh, wow. some of our conferences, I've loved that, so I retired from that, because they all say 20, and I've gotten older, um, but uh, <laughs> it's, I'm either going to be officiating basketball or riding my Harley Davidson, man, I, I, there's nothing like it. You look like you need to be 
Come on, brother, man. Yeah, I know. It's the haircut. It's the haircut for sure. <laughs> That's great. Well, Jim, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for taking time out. If people want to get in touch with you or the church, how can they do that? Well, you could uh, you can send an email, obviously, mm-hmm. to uh, to me at destinationwater.com. That's J or uh, Porto, A-P. U-R-T-E-A-U at DestinyWire.com. You can hook me up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Love to connect with you on Facebook. Or if you go west for Jane Porto, um, unfortunately, I come up all over the place. So <laughs> I, I would love to add value. If there's any way, we have a real vision at our church to help as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably work with uh, four or five pastors a month that come in and visit us. We can add value to you. Let me know. It's part of our heart and our desire, and uh, and we wish to learn from you. So it'd be great. Very cool. Well, thanks so much, Jim. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.